about when the decision's going to be made or, or any of that timeline-wise. Just try to put my head down and handle it one day at a time. And that, that's been the mindset for both Sam and I. It's just how can we be playing the best ball by the end of camp? Yeah, I know who I am. Um, I know what type of person I am. I know the character of person I was raised to be and uh, I've always been. So uh, that's that's the biggest thing for me is continue to towel? show who Deshaun Watson really is. And the people that meet me and that's around me, they'll, they'll figure out who I really am too. Pitch to Pujols is hit deep down the left field line towards the wall, and it is gone! A grand slam for Albert Pujols! Hey Sooner fans, Coach Venables here. Team 128's been out here grinding, putting in that work, counting on everybody to do their part. September 3rd, grab your tickets now. We'll see you then in the Palace. Boomer Sooner. Hour 3, T-Row in the Morning Show. Last hour of the week for us, Friday, August 19. We're brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. You know, I'm the bad boy of Oklahoma Sports Radio, TJ, and I mow my lawn on a bad boy mower. I got it from Extreme Outdoor Equipment. I'm riding the Maverick right now. I highly recommend the bad boy. It is the absolute best. But if you're looking for something cool and unique, you got to check out these CF motos that they've got. It is the fastest-growing brand in the entire power sports industry four-wheelers utility vehicles side-by-sides cf moto is on its way to becoming a household name because they're better built better equipped have a better warranty and are priced less than the competition you owe it to yourself to hop on down to goldsby or newcastle and check them out they are in high demand talking about the cf motos at extreme outdoor equipment. All right, so um, got a half hour here of, of um, just us, TJ, and, and let's clean out the text line this half hour. And then at 8.30, Teddy Lehman, OU was our team today, so we're going to talk to the color analyst of the Oklahoma radio broadcast, Ted Lehman, this morning, former Butkus Award winner, get his thoughts on the Sooners. And then at 8.45, OU head men's basketball coach Porter Moser will join us, fresh back from Europe, and um, fresh back or fresh off the non-conference schedule being released yesterday. Um, in fact, let's talk about that. TJ, did you take a look at the uh, schedule that they put out yesterday? Yes, just the non-con. Uh huh. Uh, you know, loaded with some SEC teams there with Florida and Alabama and Arkansas. And, uh, I don't think I'm forgetting another SEC team, but Villanova, 
Um, who else was in there? Uh, Nebraska. Well, let's tell them. Nebraska was in there, so there's some fun games well, in there. Let's tell them who's in here. Maybe not they have some an elite exhibition basketball game. teams, but some fun games. They have an exhibition game against Oklahoma City in late October, OCU. And then the schedule that opens with uh, four straight home games that, not knowing these opponents real well, should be wins. I think UNC Wilmington and South Alabama have had some pretty good teams of late. But they open with Sam Houston, Arkansas Pine Bluff, UNC Wilmington, and South Alabama. So kind of easing into the season there, Teach. Then they go to Orlando for that ESPN tournament. They get Nebraska in the opener. Then they will play either Memphis or Seton Hall in game two. And somebody from the other side of the bracket, obviously, in game three. Hopefully the championship game. Their Big East matchup this year is a great one. They get Villanova in the uh, Big 12 Big East battle, I think is what we call that. They got to play him in Philly, though. So a road trip to Villanova. Now, TJ, that is the same day mm, I was about to say. as the Big Twelve football championship game. No time so set for that Villanova game, right? I don't think there's a time for any of these yet. So any chance um, you could call an 11 a.m. Big Twelve championship, board a private plane, and get there in time for a maybe a seven o'clock tip off? No, no, no. Come on, Toby, that's, that's make an silly, effort. Silly talk. Um, I hope that, uh, you know, Chad McKee or somebody else, uh, gets to go to Philadelphia and call that Villanova game because that would mean OU is in the championship game for football. Uh, but that would be pretty cool, man. I haven't had a good Philly cheesesteak in a long time, TJ. So that will be a fun game. Then they get, uh, Kansas city used to be UMKC now just Kansas city in Norman. They will go up to Tulsa again and play Arkansas. That was uh, awesome last year. The whole event, they won the game. Remember, TJ, we were at uh, we we did the shows from the the breakfast spot up there last year. Uh, golly, what's the name of the place in Tulsa? We did the oh, oh it's killing me. I'll think of it here in a second. That was a fun weekend. Kendall Central Kendall was there Ar- waiting on you guys. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Central Arkansas will come to Norman in mid-December. December 20th, just before Christmas, they have the, uh, is it the Jumpman Classic? Is that what we're calling this? The Invitational, uh, Jumpman Invitational, I okay. think is what it is. So back-to-back nights, the Jordan schools will play each other. Men on December 20th, women on December 21st. OU gets Florida in both of those games. So the men will play on December 20th against Florida. The other game is Michigan and North Carolina. And then uh, the only other non-con game is the Big 12 SEC Challenge, which is in late January. Alabama, the opponent this year, and they will play them again in Norman. So uh, Alabama, Florida, Villanova, Nebraska, and either Memphis or Seton Hall. Those are kind of your headliners in the uh, non-con schedule. Not bad. Are they ever going to get Kentucky no. in this thing? No. No, we're going to have to wait till we're in the SEC. Uh, it's ridiculous. I, I've complained about this for years. They, who, Whoever decides who plays in the Big 12 SEC Challenge has 
botched it for years. They, the fact that OU keeps playing the same teams. I know OSU keeps playing like Ar- they keep playing Arkansas. Arkansas, right? I mean, mix it up, share it around. They they, they got to have Kentucky and Kansas play each other every year. I mean, nobody else gets to play Kentucky or Kansas, hardly ever, anyway. So I don't know why they keep getting stuck. It's got to be playing ESPN the same teams. driven that they force certain matchups. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I think what they do is I think it's as simple as as taking last year's rankings and matching them across. I think it's that's kind of what they do. So the team that finished first in the Big Twelve plays the team that finished first in the. SEC, I think it's close to being as simple as that. But um, second place, second, third place, third. Dallas Bill says uh, tallies, but, by the way, tallies. Yeah, tallies in Tulsa, thank you. Uh, it wouldn't hurt him to put a little creativity in it and say, you know what, <laughs> this team you. hasn't played that team. You know, the other team that OSU always plays is South Carolina. They, for whatever reason, OSU and South Carolina have played a lot in this thing, so. So we get Alabama, and we just we've played Alabama. This will be the third time Oklahoma's played Alabama in this event. Uh, huge win over them here. Is that two years ago? I believe they beat them when they were on that run of knocking off top ten teams. Alabama came to town, and uh, Elijah Harkless hit a big elbow jumper to clinch the win at the end, and uh, then lost to them in Tuscaloosa, the Trey Young year. Colin Sexton versus Trey Young. What a what a day that was. Oh, you played terrible down in Tuscaloosa, and uh, Alabama beat them. So this will be the third time, if my math is correct, that the Sooners and Crimson Tide have played on the hardwood. But it's a good non-conference schedule. There should be, you know, one uh, – Arkansas is going to be ranked high. Uh, you you would imagine Villanova is probably going to be a top 25 team this year. Uh, maybe Florida and Alabama. I don't know. You're probably looking at – Somewhere between three and five top twenty-five teams in their non-conference schedule, um, which is good. That's a good, solid non-conference schedule. Hopefully, they can uh, they can win a lot of them. Eager to talk to Coach Moser at the end of this hour. He also got great news this week with the fact that Joe Bamasil has received his waiver and will have three years of eligibility at OU. He can play right away. And that's big time because he's going to start for this team and be a heavy scoring contributor for them. So that's big. Now, TJ, I heard the guys yesterday speculating about this battle for Atlantis. Did you hear this? No. So Oklahoma was apparently in the field for the battle for of Atlantis next year. Okay. And pulled out, according to reports out there. Um, and has been replaced now by Texas Tech. Um, and I have not talked to anybody over there about why. The guys yesterday, Chris and Josh, were speculating, is this an indication that next year OU will be in the SEC? Oh, they didn't want two oh. teams from the same conference in it. Right. That seems a little sloppy and overt to me. Like, I don't think that one gets by Joe. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't, but I don't know why. I don't know if, if Maui came along or something better came along or if they just, for whatever reason, decided they didn't want to be in, in the battle for, it's a prestigious event, mm-hmm. but 
According to, uh, let's see, this is on three. Oklahoma will no longer compete in the 2023 battle for Atlantis. John Rothstein reported it. Instead, they will be replaced by Texas Tech. Um, I mean, the field is North Carolina, Villanova, Michigan, Arkansas, Memphis, Stanford, Northern Iowa. It's a big-time event. So the fact that they pulled out is curious. Well, if only you had a way to ask someone with the program soon. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking. I can't think of what that would be. Should we ask him about this, or is that going to get me in trouble, you think? That's your call. I, I don't know why it would get you in trouble. Maybe I should do some background checking on this before we bring him <laughs> onto the air. <laughs> it's curious, though, isn't it? Isn't it is it curious. curious. It is curious because it is a big event, and it's an event that the players obviously love and everyone involved with it because of where it is. And um, that's always a popular event, so it is curious. Yeah. All right, so there you go. A little men's basketball talk there, uh, this segment. By the way, we've received a ton of text messages uh, out there, people asking who does Leeds play this week. Uh, Leeds gets Chelsea. Ooh, tough one this week. That's a Sunday morning game, 8 a.m. Sunday morning. Good start for Leeds. Uh, uh, win and a draw in their first two games, but this is a toughest game by far yet they've played. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Against Thomas Tuchel. Hey, 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 hey. Christian Pulisic. You are limited to one segment for Leeds mentions per show, and you've already mentioned them in the 7 a.m. hour. We've been getting flooded with text messages uh, asking who they played this week, so I wanted to make sure. We've got more Katy Perry texts on the text line right now than any soccer text. All right, break time. Next segment, your text, 830 uh, Teddy Lehman, 845 Porter Moser. We'll be back. The T-Row in the morning show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Listener request this morning, there's your uh, Oklahoma boy, Corey Kent. New song dropping today, Hood of That Car. Little, uh, little too much for Toby there. Better watch out. Those lyrics like that. Uh, nice. T-Row in the morning show. <laughs> this hour brought Children to you by R.K. Black. Uh, a lot of kids on their way to school right now in Norman. First day of school, so good luck, kids. It uh, does combine a lot you like in a country music song. There's a guitar in there, and there's a vehicle. Those are two things you really like in your country music. Is there any beer in it? I didn't hear if there was any beer in it. Who says that, that I like those two things in it? Well, most country I songs do. have a guitar in it, so you you, you like a guitar. It's unfortunately it's not acoustic. I'm trying to think of if I really if I like country top. songs with vehicles in them. I don't know if that's true yeah, or a not. Truck. You like a truck and a beer in your I do like trucks. I don't know if I necessarily have that as a requirement for one of my country songs, but yeah, I don't know no, that it do. hurts either. Uh, no, <laughs> RK Black, your office management need a leader, network solutions, document management, much much. much, much, much Man, I've had trouble with my reads today. Much more, 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. There you go, Toby. I think that was the link to the OU video. I don't know what I'm seeing here now. Uh, okay. Katy Perry Katie is Perry. a na- national treasure. I guess you guys have never felt like a plastic drifting in the wind and wanting to start again, and it shows. 
<laughs> I, 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 hey, Katy Perry's got some bangers. I'm not here to argue that. I'm just wondering if it's a good look for the uh, the video that was put out last night, or if they're going to be tormented by it across the country today. They'll be tormented. Uh, dad joke of the day. People don't think the grass be wet in the mornings, but it, but it do. do. <laughs> ah, I got you that one. <laughs> Beats you to that one. Uh, I hate Katy Perry, and I hate that song. Wow. A lot of people blame Katy Perry for the downfall of the Trevor Knight Right. Year. I thank Remember her that? for that. Yeah, I thank her for anything that... Never mind. Uh, if it was Texas, they would be uh, singing to Justin Bieber. It's probably okay. true. Or, uh, you know, Nick Jonas or something. Uh, all right, Is guys. Is that worse than Katy Perry? All right, guys. I love you both. But we're two weeks away from kickoff. Are we going to do away with the baseball intros already? Play some stoops. A soundbite from old players. Old plays. Cuts. Something. Wow, people are really coming after you. They are. This. They are. Hey, listen up, 918er. 918er. Don't tell TJ what to do. Uh, you don't tell me what info. to do. It's my computer. It's my mic. I'll do what I want. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? it's time that you issue a statement on this. When are we going to have a new open? I told you. Give me some decent calls after game one, and I'll get you a new open. Until then, it's not happening. Okay. That puts a lot of pressure on me. Uh, puts does a it? lot of pressure on Jeff Lippy. Does it? And, does it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, Toby must have been listening to uh, those two guys' podcasts, uh, Carrie and Eddie. Yeah, no, I, those guys typically don't podcast. complain on their podcast. That would be Not rare. Not at all. That would be rare. Not, <laughs> be rare Not at that's all. what they were doing. There's never any griping that goes on over there. Uh, it's been a tough offseason for us, and we're a, an angry bunch. We never really even discussed the OSU loss. We just need some games so we can move forward. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Tailgates. Oh, forget you, OU. I like a free one, and you can't make me pay. <laughs> TJ. <laughs> what? That was pretty much what it sounds like. <laughs> Uh, my private message, I've been sent on the text line. I have texted the guy again for you, but, um, yes, if you would like to reach out on that particular issue, please feel free, OU Architect. What? Uh. Yeah, you're talking in code. We're talking in air. code. We're what? talking in code. Uh, also, uh, OU Architect, maybe look in the Tulum area, perhaps Playa. I'll let you know the beaches in Cancun and oh, along golly. the strip right there, not good right now. Yeah. Tons of seaweed. Bad smell, so that's where you guys prepping here. for your big uh, Thanksgiving no, Mexican vacation. Te- text on people asking me some uh, Mexico advice. Uh, is Quinn yours uh, just Tate Martell with a mullet? Let's hope. Yeah, I don't know yet. Let's hope. I don't know yet. He's uh, got something dropping today. He's been teasing, so I'm eager to see what. Maybe he's got an nil, or maybe he's going to be named starter today. I don't know. Is the northeast corner of the stadium still open for tailgating, that corner of Brooks and Jenkins? Northeast corner? Yes. yes. That area still is, yes. Everywhere that you could tailgate last year, you can tailgate this year. Correct. Nothing has changed except for this new area that's open for premium. It's an additional new area 
that has been open since they tore down the bud. Tailgate issue, typical elitist behavior. Kick out the common man and take over the best spots. Yeah, that's not what happened. <laughs> Nobody kicked out the common man. There was a building there. There was before. a building. They kicked out the building. Yeah. They tore down the building. Right. They kicked out the building. <laughs> and I love how it's only elitist people that are going to be there. Like this. <laughs> five, the, the, what is it? $500 to get a 10 or something? That's. <laughs> A lot of money, but if you split it five ways, it's you know a hundred. But there's going to be some crazy people in there. I'm just going to go over there and stand in a potato sack with a bell <laughs> ringing it. Boo! Boo! Do you, th- do, you, do you think having a, a long coat and a top hat is a requirement to <laughs> now use one of those? The best tailgate I've ever seen in my life. Uh, bring anywhere. me my caviar, please. Lambo premium tailgate. Lambeau Field in the parking lot, a double tent with chandeliers, china, full-blown, fancy. It it was like that with a butler out front that you checked in with the butler before you were allowed in the tent. It was awesome. Uh, It was incredible. These definitely have butlers attached. (laughs) Certainly these (laughs) premium butlers attached. Your name, sir. Carry on with your giant cheese head hat. <laughs> more, more tailgate Would, talk. I love it. Char- face charcuterie boards are <laughs> yeah. definitely included at the premium tailgates. <laughs> uh, south side of the stadium used to be tailgating, and that was cool. Need to bring it back. No, I agree. That's the, that's the argument about here. Along that's Lindsay the argument and, and Between here, yes. Lindsay and Asp, everybody wants to see that. We all agree. Yeah. Uh, open up parts of the north and south obels to tell, tailgating. Sell plots for a minimum amount, a minimal amount, but n- enough to cover cleanup costs. Well, that's what they're doing now, and the world just ended. So, I like the idea of opening up more real estate for tailgating. I don't know where the right place to do it is, but I like the idea of it. We need a cooler, bigger, more uh, intimidating tailgate scene at OU. I mean, we're all in agreement there. I'm incredibly disappointed OU is not number one in your countdown. I have officially lost mm. all my invested interest in your countdown, Toby. It ain't good enough! I have uh, been doing this for a lot of years, and there have been some years when OU was number one, but not every year, Teach. you got to have a modicum of uh, honesty and respectability uh, going into this. I think that's about where they are going into this season. Uh, they got a chance to get to the playoff. If they, if everything comes together for them, they got a chance to get to the playoff. But going into the season, looking at the rosters of Alabama and Ohio State and Georgia, maybe those are the teams ahead of them. I'm not saying, but I think you got to be honest about it and say probably going into the year that team deserves to be ranked ahead of that team. So, I apologize if I've offended you today, but this person would like sometimes. You to- Sometimes people think putting number one in this countdown is a jinx, TJ. Now, that was the reputation for years and years. Oh, gosh, we got to get to a break. We got Teddy Lehman. We Ted got, we, we yeah, can't uh, someone around. wants you to introduce him as uh, Playboy All American, uh, Teddy Lehman, when he comes on. So. No, take a break. When we come back, Ted Lehman, we got Porter Moser coming up as well. Back after this. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. I see what you did. Lady Gaga, Ted Lehman, color analyst 
Oklahoma Radio Network, Butkus Award winner, Bednarik Award winner, uh, hosts The Rush on this very radio station, 3 to 6 every day. Ted, good morning. How are you today? I'm fantastic. That song is what the team should come out of the tunnel to. <laughs> okay. No? And that was the day Teddy Lehman lost all credibility with the OU fan. Are you, are you okay with the Dylan Gabriel and all the guys dancing to Katy Perry last night? How did, was that a good look or no? I heard you guys talking about that earlier. I haven't seen it yet. So okay. I'm sure I'll uh, display my disgust. Uh, this afternoon. Yeah, you need to dial back the disgust a little bit. You've been you've, you've been on the disgust <laughs> train this week. <laughs> uh, okay, we we got a short amount of time here, so I, we got to go. Uh, where will OU be better than the experts think they are this year? Oh man, according to what expert you want to cite, pretty much every single. Uh, position group in every aspect of the game they'll be better than what the experts say uh offensively in, and I, I don't know I've, I've said this a couple of times this offseason i believe it's true i think as a team we'll be better at least as good or better at every single position group the only one i don't feel like super strong about is running back and I still think that that could be the case. Whenever you compare us to last season. So um, I think, you know, just the common thought out there is that we lost so many guys to the transfer portal and going to the NFL that it's going to be a really difficult season. But whenever you really just kind of dial in and look at it and, you know, there's going to be some growth from a couple of guys in, in some important spots, there's, Still some really good returners coming back in, in some spots. I think I think we have a chance to be better at every position group. What's your biggest worry going into the year? Um, I, well, I don't know. This shouldn't probably count, but uh, if we lose our quarterback, we're in a we're in a tough spot. Um, you know, but. Th- you can say that about everyone, so that, that I don't know that that should even qualify. Um, I think defensively, there's a really big learning curve. With Brent Venable's defense is very demanding on inside linebackers and safeties. There's a lot of adjustments. There's a lot of of, um, of things asked of those guys that, that this group has just not had before. There's you know, for the inside backers, you're you're set in the front. You are um, you're engaged in zone drops. You pattern read. You're a part of of covering the the route combinations on the back end. When previously these guys were just spot droppers, meaning you just drop to a spot on the field. You've always got your eyes on the quarterback, and then you break on the on the throw wherever the ball goes. And, and you know that's not a bad thing. You know, there's plenty of defenses that do that. But whenever all of a sudden you have to understand where you fit in the, in the concept of a given pattern route and you have to have your eyes on the receiver and the quarterback and, you know, the other guys in the route, whether they're going to break in or break out, be a part of where you drop, it's, it's, it's ask a lot of those guys underneath. So I think there's going to be a learning curve. And I fully expect, and this will probably be the case offensively and defensively, it's really not – 
different than any other year. But first year in, in, in a system, I think maybe it's it's um, you know even a little bit more so prevalent that this team this is going to be a different team in early September than it is in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a lot of guys, specifically defensively, that are really going to start coming into their own, understanding the defense, um, gaining a lot of experience at whatever role that they're in now, and they're going to be playing way better football, more consistent football in, in November. ESPN came out with their list of top 100 guys in college football this year. Marvin Mims and Dylan Gabriel were the only two Sooners on the list. Give me a guy on offense and defense who you think will be on that list at the end of the season. Who, in other words, breakout guys who at the end of the year we will feel like these are top 100 guys in college football. Um, boy, I think you could pluck any number of guys from the offensive line. Um, I think there's, there's going to be several guys that are going to be um, – uh, in my opinion, eligible for for something like that, I think you can uh, you can take one of the one of maybe both of the young wide receivers in Gibson mm. and Anderson. Um, I think you can defensively look at a guy like, depending on if he can stay healthy and have some consistency and and lock in for for this season, a guy like Redmond. Uh, I think Stripling has a chance to kind of burst onto the scene here. Um, and, you know, I, you've heard a lot of it from Venables. I've talked a lot about it in the afternoon. But I think Justin Harrington has a chance to take the conference by storm. Hmm. I can't wait to see him. I've heard so much about Justin. I talked to Brent last night at that event and asked him to give me one guy on each side of the ball who's had, you know, big falls. Uh, who have caught his eye. He said Billy Bowman, which we have uh, heard a few times now. And on offense, he said Gavin Freeman. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think, well, Bowman on, on defense isn't really a surprise, man. The dude got, if you think about what he had to do last year as a true freshman, corner, nickel, safety, um, you know, drawing coverage on, a, on some of the best uh Offensive players in all of the Big 12 last year as a true freshman, incredibly difficult. And, you know, that wasn't just like uh, uh, poor planning and a poor job by the staff. They had injuries across the board in the back end last year. They just had to plug and play some guys. Gaining that experience for him is, is huge. And being able to focus on one role like he has so far in the spring and, and this part of fall camp, is huge, and it's probably so easy for him. Even though there's there's a lot of things that he has to learn, um, you know, with the new defense, it's still probably something that he can really settle in. And he's athletic. We know how athletic he is. The dude is an absolute freak. He's a little on the short side, but that's about it. Great speed, great explosiveness, and you know, consistency is key at safety. I, I, from the couple of times I've been out there. He wasn't, he wasn't like he was flying around, blowing people up, picking off balls. He's just consistent. He's in the right place. He's, he's making sure that the communication on the back end is what it needs to be. And ultimately, that's what you've got to have at the back to, to let everything else trickle down and you play good, solid defense. Um, 
Gavin Freeman is an absolute stud. It's one of the, the wildest things that I've seen is that Texas Tech had an offer to him, and McGuire's like, well, we're honor it, but we really don't want you. He's unbelievable. You go back and watch what he did in high school. The dude is he's just a playmaker. He finds the football. He's, he's smart. You know, he's got the pedigree. His dad played at OU. He's going to be a good return guy, kick returns, punt returns. He can do absolutely anything that you ask of him. And Venables has said that over and over and over. Pretty much any time he's in front of a microphone, Gavin Freeman's name has come up. That is incredibly rare for a walk-on true freshman. So that, that lets you know that there's some pretty good things in store for him. You can hear him 3-6 to six today on The Rush right here on The Ref. He is the best color analyst in all of college football, Ted Lehman. Ted, is OU going to fair catch kickoffs this year? Perhaps. I don't know. Oh, boy. I don't know. I know how grumpy that makes know. you. I sure hope they don't. Right. Ted, thank you for it. your time, buddy. I'll be listening this afternoon. All right, fellas. See you, bud. Porter Moser next to wrap up the week. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. We're finishing strong. We're sprinting through the tape of this week by welcoming in the head coach of the OU men's basketball team, Porter Moser, fresh back from Europe. Hey, coach, good morning. Morning, Toby. How are you today, sir? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? It's good. I'm good. What did you uh, What did you find out about your team in Europe? You know what? That um, they really want it. They really they're, they're unselfish. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that this day and age, with the transfer portal, with the NIL, so many things that are pulling away from team unity. Um, I found that I, I love this team right now. I mean, they're really, uh, they came together this summer. Um, and the difference was last summer when I just got the job, I would, you know, we, we really didn't even get to meet them. I mean, just wrap your head around that. You didn't even get to meet your yeah. team until yeah. June, until June, and much less come together, play together. And this year we had guys like both Groves brothers, Jalen Hill, Bijan, CJ Nolan, guys that went through it a year that were able to, when the new guys got on campus, they were like, this is how we're doing things. This is how we do things. And they provided great leadership. And then when we got over there, you know, it's an unselfish group. We, we averaged in the mid-20s assists every game. Um, wow. We shared it. We moved it. The ball was moving. Um, we got some guys that can really pass. Uh, Grant Sherfield was, you know, fifth in the nation in assists, but he also averaged 19 points. Uh, Bijan is, is, is come back stronger. Um, his shot looks better, and he can really pass. And then Milo Suzan, the freshman point guard, 6'4", is terrific. I mean, he's, he can really pass. He's long, wiry, athletic. So you got three guys that all can really, really facilitate. And uh, I just found out that we, we got a, a good group that's unselfish that wants to win. I think the Joe Bamisil news was expected, but I'm sure it was a relief when it came down this week that he got the waiver. He's eligible this year. I mean, this seems huge, Coach, because, I mean, it looks to me like he's a – major cog for what you want to do this year? Well, I, I think when, with both Grant and Joe, you know, when the transfer portal back in March, you know, was going on, we really, we knew they had to get a waiver, but we really sat down and was, 
uh, and evaluated whether we think it was we thought it was it was a, a good case for a waiver. And we, we rolled the dice, and still there was a lot of anxiety over the offseason. But you know, our compliance officer, led by Jason Leonard, I mean, was terrific, uh, outlining it the whole way with me and and and, and presenting it. And uh, but you know, Joe and Grant um, can score, and uh, that's one thing that you know at this level. The defenses in the Big 12 are so elite. I mean, like almost all of us are in the top 40 in defense. And you got to get some guys that can score at this level. And uh, we lost some guys. You know, Mo, Mo could really shoot. Um, you know, uh, Jordan uh, averaged about nine a game. And then EJ averaged about 10 a game. But, you know, I, I look at Sherfield and Joe. They're, they're, you know, Joe, Joe has, is about 6'4", but he's got a 6'9 wingspan. He's got really long arms, really athletic, and – Grant is just a, I mean, can really score and, and really facilitate. So I think those two transfers can, can really step in and, and fill a void and, and even take us to another step. What about uh, Luke Northweather and uh, Benny Schroeder? Uh, what have you seen out of them so far? Well, the, the, we signed four freshmen. And Luke, let's start with Luke. Luke is 6'10 and a half. He actually scored more than Tanner Groves in, in, in the European trip. Um, and he, he can really shoot it. And, and not to knock on Tanner, the one thing I love about Tanner is Tanner didn't let his offense dictate his defense. Last year, sometimes if the shot wasn't falling, he'd kind of hang his head. He's, he's really taken a step of, of development, growth, maturity, mental uh, toughness. And, like, he played his best defense that, while he was there. He could pass. I know he's going to score. He averaged double digits for us last year. I, I love that he's 12 pounds heavier. But back to Luke. Luke came in, and he's 6'10 and a half. Um, and sometimes when you talk about 6'10 guys, they're, like, real skinny. But he's 230. Um, he had one game where he had 16. He was 3 for 3 from 3. He just got to get more reps at this level. But I really like him. Uh, Benny didn't play. Benny and Yaya Keita, uh, those two are coming back from meniscus surgeries. Those two didn't play. They're about to be cleared here at the end of the month. So we should have a full September and October, November with them. Um, and then the two other freshmen, the two top – 100 ESPN guys really are, are, are guys that can – they don't look like freshmen right now. Um, Otega Uwe and Milo Zuzan, both are physically don't look like freshmen. They're both 6'4", very athletic, long arms, um, really excited about those, that freshman class of Otega, Luke, Milos, and then Benny. Jacob Groves seemed to surge for you at the end of the year last year. Do you feel like uh... – there's an added element to his game or a way that he can increase his production for you this year? No doubt. No doubt. He really had some really good games for us. He was key in beating Baylor. Um, when EJ went out, his role expanded, and he loved it. He embraced it. And that's what you want in players, where, where when you get your opportunity, seize it. And he hasn't stopped. He literally has grown an inch over the offseason. He's, he's as big as Tanner. He's a 6'9 wing, um, and he was one of our most consistent guys over in Europe. Uh, he averaged 10 a game over three games, um, and he, he's shooting the ball well. And if he can knock down shots at that consistent level because he's got that high release um, and, and we've got guys that can really pass. But he's, I, I look forward to him taking another step and continuing where he left off last year. Your schedule, your non-con schedule dropped yesterday. You're at Nova. You get Arkansas and Tulsa again, a rematch of that great game. Last year, you get some solid teams out in Orlando, Alabama in the SEC Challenge. Uh, it's not an easy – Florida. I forgot about the Florida game. You have a challenging non-con in front of you, Coach. 
No, we, we, we do. And it's, uh, we had the second rated toughest schedule in the country last year out of 350 schools and we won 19 and we, we were, we were one game short. We just got to, you know, keep getting better playing the best. Um, and you know, the big 12 is, is the number one conference in the country in men's basketball. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, they've had the back-to-back champions, um, and all the power rankings and there's just no night off. So, you know, you got 18 plus a tournament game tournament there, and then you throw in those other comps. So it's, it's as challenging as it gets. I mean, like you said, going to Nova, um, got Alabama coming in, that Arkansas is loaded. They'll be a preseason top 10 pick. Um, but I'm telling you, our guys are fired up for the challenge. You know, I think it's, it's something where, you know, we just got to focus in on getting better. You know, the summer was one phase. Now, now the start of school is this preseason is another phase. We've got to get bigger, stronger, faster, come together. Um, we got to do all that these next two, three months. And uh, to play this kind of schedule, but we're ready for it. I'm excited for it. Hey, we got about 60 seconds here, Coach. You mentioned Tanner Groves put on some some muscle. Where would you? Where could he be better for you this year? What's the next step for him? No, he. The next step for him is people started to switch with him, and to be able to roll a guard in the post and make him pay, make him pay. You know, um, he's an elite, probably one of the best in the country, pick and pop shooters. Um, and then when teams switch on him. You, he's got to be able to make a, a small guard pay for switching to say, that, man, we can't switch. Tanner's going to roll you in the post and, 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 you know, they call it mouse in the house. You know, you, you got a mouse in the house, you got a guard on the big and you got to go make him pay. Um, he's got to be able to, uh, you know, play through mistakes, play through mistakes. I don't know if there's anybody that wants to win more than Tanner Groves. He is passionate. He's working unbelievable hard. He loves to play. Um, and he has, he's shown a lot of maturity. Strength builds confidence, and he was played at 228 last year. He's over 240 now. Coach, it was great to see you last night. I cannot wait for basketball season to get here. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us today. We really appreciate it. Toby, appreciate it. Boomer Sooner. All right, thank you. All right, Porter Moser, there you go. Strong finish to the week, Teddy Lehman and Porter Moser. Thanks to them for joining us. You find folks for listening as well. Chris Plank coming up next. Have a great weekend, everybody.